God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me. There are times when we can get stuck in a rut. The bad thing about ruts, as the analogy goes, a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. Not a good place to be. I live in California, not too far from the beach. At times when I'm standing on the edge of the waves, if I stand still for a period of time, the waves will wash away the sand from under my feet and end up making a hole where I stand. The problem in life at times is that if we stand in one place too long, we can get stuck there. Years ago, I used to rock climb. I've been 80 feet in the air hanging from a rope. That makes for an interesting sensation. There are different grades or difficulties of rock faces. There is a technique of climbing where you step and go. It's a style of climbing that challenges you to quickly ascend the rock face. It is a mental exercise to learn to think quickly and not be weighed down by fear. Confronted with the challenge of the climb, one can freeze. What's my next hand grip? What's my next foothold? And the longer one clings to the rock, the weaker you get. When confronted with life's challenges and failures, do we get caught in a rut? Do we stand too long in one place? Or do we move forward? And how quickly do we move forward? If you are currently stuck in a rut, today's episode will help you move forward. Give a listen. A couple of days ago, I arose from a chair in my living room and suddenly felt a sharp pain in one of my toes. It felt like a sliver of glass had lodged in my center toe, and it hurt. So I hobbled to my bedroom and sat down at my desk chair and inspected my toe and saw no blood or sign of wound. Then I hobbled to the bathroom and got a band-aid to cover it to protect it. As I got in bed that night, it still hurt. Any pressure on it was met with a painful response from my nerves. The next morning when I rose, it still hurt. I checked my toes and removed the band-aid because it wasn't working. Suddenly some of the pain was alleviated. I walked around for a while with no pain. But when I put my shoes on that morning, the pain returned to a slightly lesser degree. But it still hurt. As I thought about it that morning, God showed me an analogy. There are times in our lives where we have mental pain that distracts us and can even stop us from moving forward. It can stop us in our tracks. So is there any distraction or pain in your life right now that is stopping you from moving forward? As I ventured out that day, though I had the pain in my foot, I was able to live my life with little effort because I learned to get up and move. You get stuck when you fail to move. Step and go, step and go. Don't let your mind tell you you've had your chance. You make your chance every time you rise up, so get up and move. Get up on your feet and get moving. Don't let the wind pass you by. You have the truth to be something new. Now, don't get stuck. Get up and move. Yesterday is what they call it, yesterday. It is not the now we live in. Today is the only moment of life. We live in the now if we get up and move. Falling and slipping are a part of life, but only a part. 
We can step apart from defeat by getting back up on our feet and walking. It does not matter how often we skin our noses, but how often we get back up that shows our choices. So get up and move. Procrastination and sitting around fertilizes fear. Fertilizer stinks. So don't just think. Don't be the deer that blinks at the light. Make a move and let faith take flight. Get up and move. Action kills fear, so put your faith in gear. Called as a child, it's time to get wild. Let God love you and don't get stuck. Get up and move. Sir Isaac Newton was a mathematician, physicist, astronomer, alchemist, and lesser known as a theologian, a.k.a. a man of God. A great thinker far ahead of his contemporaries and even many people today. As a physicist, he is well known for his presentation of the laws of motion. Part of the first law of motion states that an object at rest will stay at rest unless acted on by a force. A couch potato will stay on the couch until he gets hungry enough to get up and go get something to eat. Hunger is that force that moves the object at rest. A bump on a log will always be a bump on a log because it cannot change, but we can. There are times when being at rest is a really good thing. Rest is a great weapon against the challenges of our lives. Being at rest, or let's get honest, being stagnant or afraid to move is not good. We can let the failures of our past haunt us to the degree that we won't even try to receive the good that God wants to exchange for our bad. We let the pain of our past or the fear of our future stop us from moving forward. Failure has a bad ability to take the wind out of our sails and leave us floating on an ocean of despair. We just can't seem to get enough of the truth in our heart to keep us from falling. The truth is, no matter our situation, we are who we've been made in Christ. There is no situation that changes the work of Jesus. So I ask you to consider who you are in this moment. Are you a bump on a log? Or are you a butterfly frozen in time? Or are you, as the Holy Spirit, the wind that flows through life and freedom? What circumstances in your life have the ability to negate the freedom you have in Christ? What fear is greater than the love of God? The love of God from which you cannot be separated. What failure has dropped you so far that you think God cannot catch you? What addiction has you so caught up that Jesus cannot draw you up into the heavens to be seated at the right hand of God, which is your rightful place? Our first step in moving forward is to recognize that our identity is as a beloved child of God in whom he is well pleased. When Jesus came up out of the water after his baptism, having done no miracles and taught no sermons, the Father said of him, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There was no performance required. There is no performance required. You are a child by being born again of incorruptible seed of the Spirit of God. It says so in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, 
but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You have been born again with an incorruptible seed into the family of God. The Father abides in you by way of his Spirit. You are a new creation. And secondly, we have a place of sonship by adoption. Now, to most Americans and most cultures these days, the idea of adoption seems to be second to that of being born into the family by birth. I recognize there are some children who are, as some say, surprises or accidents. Mommy and Daddy loved each other, and nine months later they received a new bundle of joy. But adoption is an act of choice. A child that is adopted is chosen. There is no accident or surprise. We are children of God by birth, but also by adoption. God chose us, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, before the foundation of the world. In verse 5 it says, "...having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself." You are not a surprise. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You were chosen by God the Father to be his most beloved child in whom he is well pleased. That should put some energy in your step. That should lighten your load. We must always identify ourselves by who he made us, not by our actions, blunders, failures, or disobedience. Get up and move to where your Bible is. Pick it up and open up your heart and drink deeply from the water of life. A repeated lesson that I have unfortunately had to revisit over and over again is that I need to saturate my heart more and more with the truth contained in the Bible. But if it's just in the book and not in your heart, you're stuck. It is the word of life. Water that does not move becomes stagnant. Air that does not move becomes stuffy and stale. Blood that does not move causes heart attacks. When a seed germinates, roots move down into the soil to capture moisture, and the stem moves up into the sunlight to capture its life. Without motion, life ceases. We need to be careful not to be in motion with commotion. We need to be moving forward with a goal of walking in the will of God. Our walk of obedience comes from our love for our Heavenly Father. We love Him because He first loved us. God has a plan for our lives, and for it to be fulfilled, we need to get up and move. Where do you want to be next week? Where do you want to be next month? Where do you want to be next year? To obtain your desired results, you first need a desire, and secondly, the will to obtain it. Both of these your Heavenly Father can help you with. As we partner with God in an intimate, loving relationship of prayer and meditation of His Word, we can find the strength to move forward. In that relationship, the burdens and challenges that have slowed us down or stopped us will fall away. God will give you beauty instead of ashes. God has moved through his son Jesus Christ to reconcile us and bring us into his presence. 
If you don't feel that presence, it's time to get up and move. As always, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. My email address is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. And you can join me on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. Have a great day.